Hey, welcome to Street Shots Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And today's episode, we're going to do a series of things. We're going to call it What's in Your Bag? What's in your bag, man? We, we know this is a photography podcast and, and we do talk about gear, but we don't really want to talk about like specific things about gear. We just want to say, what's in your bag? What do you use to make pictures with? What do you not use to make pictures with? What's the stuff? General concepts rather than, I mean, we may not be able to help ourselves and we might mention specific lenses or cameras, but in general, we just want to talk about the general idea of the different types of lenses that you might have at your disposal, or if you're considering getting something new, what you might want to think about. But in terms of gear, talking about that as it pertains to getting the kinds of images that you want. How to make a picture with what, you know, with what, what you, you have, have you know? yeah. And yeah. Maybe this will help you think about like, you know, you're going to make some, you want to buy something in the future, you know, what, what will you need to buy to create the kind of pictures you want to create. But again, it's not about Nikon, Canon, Fuji, although we'll probably throw those names. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Nikon guy. <laughs> and just say, no, I'm a Canon guy. So we got, we have the both bases covered. I'm a Fuji guy too. I like Fuji, but, but you know, it's I not. I started with a Fuji. Yeah. It's not about the gear. I mean, right. it's not about the, right, right. you know, we can all make pictures with whatever kind of camera we buy. I mean, it's, it's not that, it's not that, but it's more about, you know, I want to make a certain kind of picture. What's going to help me make that picture. I like to think that, uh, you know, certain types of lenses are going to help me to compose the pictures in a certain kind of way. So I mean, if we go through lenses, we've got, you know, basically telephoto, you got mid-range portrait lenses, you got wide lenses, right? And then you get the zoom lenses, which cover all bases. And when you have a camera, you're going to have one of these on your camera. You're going to have probably, if you bought a camera, it might have a, a, a kit lens, which might be like a mid-range zoom. Or if you wanted to buy, you know, prime lenses and not have any kind of zoom, it's, a, it's a, certainly an option. I mean, what, what, what's your, your lens of choice or what's your format of choice? Well, um, generally it's a wide angle, you know, you know, I like that look, especially if I'm shooting city stuff, street shots, literally, I, I love the wide angle just because it does interesting things. And it's in and, and the city also, because there's such beautiful, fascinating architecture, even within being inside some of these buildings, oftentimes a wide angle, if there's columns in the room or you know big open spaces, you can do really interesting things with, with the wide angle. So I'm, I'm oftentimes, that's, that's my go-to lens. And it has a little bit of a zoom, which would give me a little creative freedom in terms of if I wanna zoom in or out, it's not dramatic, but it's a little something. But yeah, so I'm, I'm partial to, to the wide angle. But as we were talking about, Antonio, it really depends a lot too on the type of situation you're shooting in. Like for example, if I'm outdoors shooting hawks in Central Park or Yeah, you're not gonna see Greenwood. with a wide lens. Yeah, I mean, actually, I have got some interesting shots with the wide angle when hawks were about two feet away from me. You've got that shot, which I love, in Greenwood Cemetery, which I know you did with a wide lens. Yeah. Of the tree. Uh-huh. And in the background is this hawk flying in the distance. And your lens is so good, it resolved the tree and the hawk. It's really, very sharp. Yeah, that was so, one of those lucky moments where yeah, I, I was yeah. composing the sculpture in the tree, I wanted to silhouette it, and all of a sudden the hawk flew into the yeah. tree. 
but you know it was it was far in the background but it was it's nice you can you know you can see and appreciate and it's all part of that image but in general when i'm shooting wildlife i will have a telephoto because you just may not want to get right on top of that buffalo right, or right. <laughs> whatever it is well the thing about the wide lens is that it also i mean a city is a great environment for it because it's emphasizing a lot of perspective and yeah streets and lines lots of lines yeah leading lines that go into the picture and using those as compositional elements with with a wide lens is really exciting yeah you know and and creating the sense that the city is a or whatever you're photographing is much larger i mean because the wide lens is actually making things look bigger right yeah there's that slight distortion and bending of space i yeah i would i would say if if, if you don't have a wide angle and you're thinking of one lens to take your photography to the next level, I would strongly recommend a, a wide angle because they're and to, to get a, fun. Yeah, I'm gonna get a little technical here, but we, I would think to, to get a really good wide angle, the equivalent would be on a 35 millimeter camera, the equivalent of like a 20 millimeter lens, like a very big field of view because sometimes they're not wide enough. Like, uh -huh. so, you know, so if you really want to emphasize, if you want a lot of emphasis on the wideness, the, I would go the widest you can because then you really get that sense of, you know, uh, perspective. Stretching, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, not saying that the, the other lenses are not bad, but I, yeah. I, my first wide-angle lens on my film camera was a 20-millimeter lens, and I could photograph my, my feet and, and the horizon at the same time. And it made for really interesting pictures. And my, and my friend, our friend, Gene, once told me that uh, with a wide lens, you can make something out of nothing. He's so right, yeah. You know, it's like you can put things in the foreground. That would have been a good podcast title. That, okay, we're... <laughs> something out of nothing. I'm writing that down. <laughs> but, you know, the idea with a very wide lens is you can put something in the foreground and something in the background uh -huh. and have those, uh, with enough depth of field, have both of those elements in focus and create a real sense of juxtaposition with the, with the subjects. Yeah, in terms of composition, you can do all kinds of fun, crazy things. And, just, and with a wide angle, you can... We had that podcast about getting close with the wide angle. You can get just practically on top of your subject and, and get some really, I mean, think there, there will be distortion, but it can be really fun and creative and some things will work and some things will not work. But one nice thing about the wide angle too is it captures so much that half the time I'm not even looking through the camera. I'm just holding it and pointing it and I'll hold it above my head or down by the ground. You know, I like those kind of like, you know, perspectives from really low looking up and everything opens up and, and yeah, whatever's in the foreground is going to be dramatically juxtaposed with everything else, especially if you're, if you're really close to whatever your subject is. So yeah, there's so many different creative things you can do. The practical thing about a wide lens, like when one of the shots that you shot in uh, the Cathedral of St. John of Divines, is that you can hold um, the camera steady with a wide lens and you don't see so much camera shake when right. you do a slow exposure. So you can get away with a lot more, like in interiors and stuff like that, without having to use a tripod or something like that. Mm -hmm. So the wide lens, not that it necessarily absorbs more light, but it, does, it just doesn't show that your, your hand movements so easily. Yeah. Whereas a telephoto, you really need to be as stable as possible. And most, most telephoto lenses now have image stabilization. It helps you out mm -hmm. with um, keeping the image steady. And it, it, image stabilization is the optics of the camera are shifting 
and it knows how you're holding the the lens knows how you're holding the camera mm -hmm. and there's little sensors in it and it's shifting the lenses a little bit so that it keeps the image stable but but you need that with a telephoto lens mm -hmm. absolutely know? yeah and i i mean yeah the the wide angle is is very forgiving and and i think liberating in terms of birthing images and um you know composing things that are interesting and unusual but of course there's situations where say you're shooting somebody speaking at, at an event and you just don't want to be disruptive and walk up and get five feet away from the speaker i mean sometimes you can do that but other times you just can't or don't want to be disruptive and and plus when you, when you do if you walk right up to somebody they're not going to be as relaxed as they would be if you're standing 20 yards away with a telephoto. And, and so, you know, when you're 20 yards away with a telephoto at an event where somebody's speaking, they're as relaxed as they are at the podium and you can play around with a real shallow depth of field and just kind of capture them and their, and their hand motions. And afterwards, you know, you have like a really, you can have a really beautiful image of whoever was speaking for whatever purposes you have to disseminate that image. Whereas, I, I, I mean, if I'm at an event like that, I might take a couple with a wide angle too and capture the audience and show the whole room. Yeah, because the wide angle shows the context. Yeah, right, time. right. Yeah. But but there's times when you're just, and, and this is where it gets and moves in the direction of gear a little bit, is just there's times where a telephoto or say a sporting event, I mean, you can't walk out on the field sometimes. No, no, you're on no, the sideline. No. That's why... The Sports Illustrated guys have these monstrous telephotos. When you buy a new camera, a lot of new cameras these days, like let's say just a DSLR, they'll come with a kit lens. Uh -huh. But I've always found that those lenses, I mean, they could be good. They're not always great because they just sort of throw them in. And they're never of enough of a zoom range. They, they, they go from wide angle to like a medium telephoto, but I've never found them to be enough um, yeah, to satisfy it's, a, it's a good starter lens. Well, yeah, and it comes with the camera, so you might as well have it. And it's a good throwaway lens, too. It's like, you know, if you're going to go someplace and you're, not, you know, you're worried about your lenses, bring that one, and you break it, who cares? Uh-huh, yeah. Although, I mean, there's something to be said, I think, for just buying a body and getting lenses that you're going to really want and like and and cherish. So it's something, it's something to think about. You, you're not, you don't necessarily have to get that kit lens i mean when i buy camera bodies now obviously i, I mean i have a lot yeah of lenses sometimes you don't have a choice sometimes some, some of them cut, like it's you, a deal yeah yeah, uh -huh. yeah you know if i'm going to say you're going to invest your money in something you know to put in your bag you know you're going to invest money on the lenses you right know, so right. you're going to spend money you know the camera bodies are going to change over time but the the lenses are the things you're going to hang on to i got a lens a 300 millimeter telephoto lens that i've had for 20 years wow it still works it's not as fast in the autofocus but it still works with my current Nikon bodies, and it's great. It's and I've invested. I spent a lot of money on it, but it's it's paid off over time. Uh -huh. And what kinds of situations would you go for your telephoto? You know, I do I do sunsets a lot with my telephoto. I also like to see the thing about telephoto lenses, and when you look through it, sort of like when you look through binoculars, everything is sort of stacked up on itself. All the yeah. so if you're shooting buildings or. One thing is I like to shoot are tombstones. The, everything is, is, the perspective is very compressed. Yeah. And so everything looks like it's on the same plane. And I like that kind of look for a lot of things. Like you're shooting a crowd 
walking down Fifth Avenue or something like that. Everybody sort of stacked up on each other. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And so the telephoto, I mean, it's just a property of a telephoto lens. It creates that kind of perspective. So I like that. It's not just only to bring things closer, which it does. Mm -hmm. But there's a look of flatness and everything's pressed up against each other that I, that I enjoy. And I use that, you know, as part of the image creation. I want... There's a graveyard in New York City in Brooklyn where there's thousands of graves, but they're spread over a distance. But there's a viewpoint I can get from a subway station, and I, sh I shot these tombstones, and it looks like there's a bazillion of them because yeah. they're all stacked up on each other. Uh -huh. And you just can't get that with a wide angle or even just a normal lens. So the telephoto, the 300 millimeter, is kind of extreme, and it's a big lens, um, but it creates that effect. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to be talking about this and thinking about it because oftentimes... I think people will look at images in a magazine or something and say, you know, wow, that th this is really cool. This, you know, captures my attention. What a great image. And just think, I could never take a picture like that. And, and that's a result of somebody who's taking a lot of pictures with the same camera, the same lens. And there's going to be, there's sure, there's lots of creative things you can do to get different kinds of images. But certain equipment is going to limit you. For example, you could look at an image, Antonio, and, and immediately recognize, well, this is taken with a telephoto. You know, I could take, I, you know, I, oftentimes you have that feeling, oh yeah, I, I could do this. I knew what this person was doing. And something we're getting at through talking about images and composition through the lens, pun intended, of, of gear, of lenses, mm -hmm. you know, acknowledging that mm -hmm. different lenses are going to produce different kinds of images and feels. And we talked about that when we talked about getting closer in terms of the kind of portrait you can get of somebody with, with a telephoto or, or with a zoom. Right. You separate them from the background with a telephoto so you don't necessarily see all the stuff behind them. Yeah, um, right. You know, if someone's going to use their for their LinkedIn profile picture, they're probably going to use more of a telephoto shot rather than a wide angle shot because the wide angle shot's a little, you know, if you think about it in terms of characteristics, wide angle can be comical. Yeah. You know? uh -huh. And, you know, someone might want to not have that look for their professional portrait. So they might go for something that's a little more, more telephoto. Tight, or yeah. Tighter. Professional. Yeah. 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 And, and the wide angle is going to produce a lot of space. And when you're taking a portrait of someone, you don't necessarily want a lot of space. Of course, if you're doing an environmental portrait, because you right. want to show a painter in their studio. Yeah. You know? Right. Then there's nothing better. Yeah. 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 When, when there's that event in Brooklyn where all the artist studios open up, I've, genuinely, you know, gone around with my wide angle because ex for exactly that reason, to show an artist in his or her studio with their art in the background. I mean, talk about composition and color and telling a story. Right. All that tells one, it can tell one very big story. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So right. in between the, in between the telephoto and the wide angle, we have sort of the mid range normal lenses, you would call them portrait yeah. lenses. Yeah. When I, when I was getting some of the, the equipment that I, I'm using quite a bit now, uh, I had a friend who was working at B&H and, you know, and, and he suggested a lens that he described, it's a mid-range zoom, and he described it as like a, uh, I think a newspaper lens, you know, was his way of saying it. And, and the idea was, you know, if you're in a crowd of photographers and you're running around following someone who is making a, a, a speech or you're at the scene of a crime or something like that, and you want some flexibility. You want to be able to zoom in or pull back, show show a crime scene, show a, a group of people, or or maybe zoom in if you know a particular thing in in that setting catches your eye. 
Whereas a portrait lens that does not have that zoom capacity, you're just at the distance you are and you have to walk up or walk back. You know, a mid-range zoom is gonna give you a lot of flexibility. So if you're going to your friend's wedding and, and you know, and you can only bring one lens, a mid-range zoom would be one to consider because you could do all kinds of different things with it. It's kind of a working lens is how I think of it. Yeah, I have I have one of those that I found out it's, it seems illegally sharp. It is such a sharp lens. <laughs> so sort of go back to the name of the, you know, like what's in your bag? Like you're yeah. gonna run out, uh -huh. you're gonna run out and you got two seconds to grab you know, something, your camera and the lens, What what is it that you're gonna put in your bag? And so for me, it's this mid-range zoom, it's a 24 to 70. Uh, it's not too extreme on one end and it's not too extreme on the other end, but it's it's the right compromise, you know, yeah. and it fits the bill. It's a little bit, on my camera, it's a little bit heavy. It's a bit expensive. But like I said before, I think you're gonna, if you're gonna invest money, invest in the glass, because you're gonna have that for a long time. But that's what's in my bag. That's gonna be the, the thing that gives me some flexibility. Uh -huh. um, it's also a, a lens I can use in pretty dark spaces. It's It's got a pretty wide aperture opening. I think it's an f2.8. So it's it's not a 1.4, but it's it's reasonable. Yeah. So that's that what sounds like a good all-around lens. Yeah. 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 So that would be in your bag. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's funny because I normally this mid-range zoom would be in my bag. It's it's a 24 to 105. But lately, just for the fun of it, I, I happen to get that 40 millimeter pancake lens that is just so unobtrusive. Visually looking for when, when people look at my camera and I'm taking their picture, it just seems like it makes my camera look smaller. And I kind of like that distance, you know, that, that 40, what that does. And it, it lets a lot of light into. So that's just kind of a fun thing I'm doing. But I would always have my wide angle on me. That's my go-to lens. And then... You know, I'd either have the 40 or I'd, you know, I'd have this mid-range zoom. And generally, I have more than one bag. You know, when I have my backpack, I have my 70 to 200. Well, you're going to carry all your gear, yeah. Yeah, well, I generally do. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, oftentimes yeah. I do. But yeah, if I'm running out of the house, I have the wide angle. Well, you had to, if you had to grab one thing, it's going to be your Desert Island camera, you know, or like the Desert Island lens, what is the one thing you're going to grab? It sounds like it would be that. Well, now it'd be my wide angle. It'd be the wide if, angle? If I was yeah. just, yeah, if the house was burning down and I... I mean, that's what's on my camera most of the time. And the other thing is the mirror, a lot of the mirrorless cameras come, I mean, they come with interchangeable lenses, but some of them have, like, I have this Fuji X20, and it comes with a built-in medium zoom, a 28 to 110, I think, or something like that. And that's a nice range. Like, yeah. It's not as wide as I would like it, but it fits the bill for a bunch of things, so I can do some nice wide-angle environmental portraits, and I can do some telephoto shots for, even if I wanted to shoot someone's LinkedIn profile i can uh -huh. do a decent you know slightly telephoto image right so if you choose that particular camera then that lens gives you a lot of versatility yeah but i also find sometimes when i'm when i'm with a zoom lens i'm you know the nice thing about your 40 millimeter lens is that you're stuck with that one lens right and you gotta move closer or move further away i mean yeah. you're sort of forcing you to compose the picture in a certain way Right, right, you know? right. There's something to be said for going out with just a camera and one lens. Yeah, you know, without a zoom. Right, you know? right. Yeah, it's it's fun to push yourself. I mean, you don't always want to have everything at your fingertips. But I know that 40 millimeter, it, the portrait lens is good for portraits. And if I'm out with friends and I know it's going to be a low light situation, we're going out at night. You can do all kinds of really fun things and just get up close. 
I have a 50 millimeter lens, which on my camera actually is a slight telephoto. Uh -huh. And I use that as a portrait lens. Yeah, um, I have a 50 that I love too. Yeah, either one. I just like the pancake nature, the look yeah. of that 40, yeah. so thin. And I'm, I'm considering getting a new camera that uh, has... Um, a, a, Aren't the, we all? Yes, always. <laughs> this is what this is about. So, <laughs> so there's this new Fuji camera that's coming out real soon. And it's only got a 35 millimeter lens on it, a single lens. And, huh. you know, it looks like it's a good camera for street photography. And it does have that, you know, it's a pancake lens. It's small, but it's going to sort of force, I'm going to have to walk up close. I'm going to move back in order to get the shot. So uh -huh. there's something challenging about that. But I like the, I like the idea of the challenge of a, of a single lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, you always learn things if you limit your options. But it's, it's I think... More fun to do that after having given yourself some options and playing around and knowing what you can do with all kinds of different lenses, and then sometimes throw yourself into a challenging situation by saying, "You know what? I'm I'm just going to bring this lens and see what I can do." I'm yeah, get yeah. you to think outside the box. Yeah. So this wraps up a new regular segment that we're going to do about what's in your bag, and our idea is just not to talk about specific equipment, although we did talk about specific equipment. Kind of. Yeah. A little but bit. But the idea is like, you know, how is this gear that you own and you're going to spend a lot of money on, how is this going to help you? Because ultimately it's serving you to make pictures. And as much of a gearhead any one of us are, because we're photographers, again, it's all to serve. It's not just about owning the gear. It's about what are you going to do with it to make the pictures? How are you going to use it to express yourself in this medium that we've chosen, photography? How are you going to use this stuff, you know, and, and how are you going to make some of the best choices for what you want? So that's the end of this segment of What's in Your Bag, and that's the end of this episode. We're episode, this is episode six. Six, yeah. yeah. Episode six, what's, what's in Your Bag. So you can find us at switchtomanual.com. That's our website. We're also Facebook folks, so please like us on, your, on our Facebook page. And we are on Instagram and Twitter, both at, at switch, the numeral two manual. And uh, we have a Flickr group that I think you can access through our website. Switch to manual.com. Switch to manual.com. And we would like suggestions from people who are listening, you guys, you, this, we're doing this for you guys, <laughs> uh, for what topics you'd like to hear us talk about and switch to manual in uh, our street shots podcast so please email us at info at switch to manual.com yeah and, and feel free just to tell us what you like if you got something out of a podcast yeah yeah feedback we're kind of in our little wayne's world yeah universe here yeah we gotta talk come. to us yeah <laughs> message in a bottle we're in a basement here <laughs> <laughs> no this is an impressive studio dude what are you talking about it is we're gonna we're gonna post pictures soon of this impressive studio it looks <laughs> It's not bad. <laughs> I took your picture just now. And actually, there's some really cool lines, you know, talking oh, yeah, about yeah. composition. Oh, we'll put, post that up. fascinating okay. subject. All right. Anyway, thanks for hanging in with us. And uh, we will talk to you next time. So this is Antonio, and I'll see you later. Adios.